Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com or the Podbean app. Welcome to the show, Kim and Steve. Hopefully everyone's hearing me fine this week. Last week, I tried to do something a little different, and it was a horrible Horrible mistake. Ah, Lady Di has joined the room. Awesome. So glad to have y'all with me tonight. So, um, the big news from this last week, with you know some exception, has been the diagnosis of Donald Trump with the Rona. And we all understand that, you know, 74 years old, he's in a higher, you know, a higher risk group than really a lot of people. And we really, none of us really want to, despite what we think about Donald Trump, want to see anything bad happen to him. He is the president. And, you know, seeing, seeing anything too awful bad happening to him is not good. But if you got on social media at all on Friday or today, it's all you've seen is, I hope he dies. It's really insane the way people are freaking out and really just going nuts over the fact that you know, Donald Trump and and not to put too fine a point on it, but you know, our side really hasn't been much better. Um Chrissy Teigen, you know, wife of John Legend, allegedly a, a model or something, she suffered a late term miscarriage. And it's absolutely it's absolutely devastating for any woman. To go through this, but there were people on the right looking at Chrissy Teigen, who's huge pro-abortion, and it's like, oh, so now it's a baby when you wanted it, and it's like, come on, that is just as bad as when Donald Trump's brother died, and you're seeing all the hashtag uh, wrong Trump on Twitter because <gasps> it was the brother. Oh, why couldn't it have been Donald? It's just been... It's just been crazy to watch. And yeah, um... Trying to back up here. Uh, Steve says, to be honest, they were saying that 
way before this. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are just going nuts over, uh, you know, Donald Trump. It just got that much worse. Uh, and then what people were presuming they got from Hope Hicks because, you know, she's there with the president so much. And here is how crazy it's getting. Um, it, it just kept coming out. You know, Hope Hicks was diagnosed. Then Donald Trump was diagnosed. Then it was announced that Mike Lee was diagnosed with the COVID. And Kellyanne Conway was diagnosed with the COVID. And it was insane. People were like, oh, my God, I can't go off Twitter for five minutes without learning something. Somebody, somebody else I hate is going to die. It's it's nuts. And then everybody's favorite washed up like Q list celebrity, Tom Arnold, was so awesome that somehow he got a hold of Hope Hicks phone number. And he tweeted it out. Now, keep in mind, earlier this week, I had my account locked on Twitter because I had the horrible, horrible audacity to share a a montage of clips from C-SPAN where then-Vice President Joe Biden at a number of different Senate swearing-in ceremonies was getting handsy with their young female children. And I share this video, and Twitter locked my account because I was in violation. I was in violation of community standards on exploitation of children. So, okay, I can't share a video that shows the vice president putting his hands on kids. But Tom Arnold can share that. People can say, I hope the president dies. But I can't say, I can't show a picture going, oh, isn't this um, crazy? Of course, then again, that means Twitter support has to admit that for this to be exploitation of children, Joe Biden is committing an exploitative act to said children. So that kind of puts a Twitter in a <laughs> it puts Twitter in a kind of a pickle. It's like, well, crap. We don't want to see we don't want these videos of Biden looking bad. But at the same time, if we say it's videos of exploiting children, we're making making it look like he's actually explained crap. And then it's just been absolutely nuts. And at least I did watch the video today that uh, Donald Trump put out. I don't have it queued up and ready to go. But basically he came out and he said, hey, the people here at Walter Reed are doing an amazing job. People, all the doctors and nurses around the country are doing an amazing job. Uh, hey, I'm going to beat this, and I'll be back at work as soon as I can. And it, you know, it's great. Um, the Joe Biden campaign 
has pulled down all their negative ads attacking Donald Trump, which that's a miracle. Which, you know, of course, again, that is the Biden campaign that probably not going to have any effect on uh, all the political action groups that are, you know, throwing their money behind the Biden campaign. So probably still see their shenanigans. And I said, and seeing all, like all I said, all this stuff about Trump and COVID, it was really hard to do any kind of show prep today. So I ain't got hardly anything. It's it's at the point where, if you remember after the debate, Donald Trump didn't denounce didn't denounce white supremacy. Oh my God! It's at the point they're going after the doctors at Walter Reed. Uh, there's an inter, a press conference. <clears throat> Question: Has Trump ever been on supplemental oxygen, Doctor Conley? Right now, he is not on oxygen. You keep saying right now, but should we read in, into the fact that he had been on been on oxygen previously? Yesterday and today, he was not on oxygen. It's like, dear God, people are going after the doctors because apparently the doctors don't know what the hell they're doing. And it's nuts. It's like, seriously. When Chris Cuomo was having his COVID in the basement and you know breaking quarantine to go to his house on Long Island, no one gave two craps. It was very, oh no, Chris Cuomo's got the Rona. Whoa, this is so awful. But don't worry. His doctor, using air quotes there, who is not licensed in the state of New York as a homeopathic doctor, by the way, prescribed leech baths. Now, I, I know what you're saying, but they made fun of Donald Trump for saying you should inject bleach. I, I First of all, Donald Trump never said inject bleach. He said maybe some kind of disinfectant, which if you take any sort of intravenous antiviral or antibiotic that's injecting a disinfectant because it's disinfecting you with medicine hate to share that little fact with you but that's what it is but you know chris cuomo was prescribed bleach baths and crystals I don't know what the crystals did. You hang him, the light hits him just right. I don't know. But he was prescribed all this loony stuff in order to fight the Rona. Like I said, while he was on quarantine and picking fights with bicyclists and other dumb crap while he was on Long Island violating his quarantine. So now we have Donald Trump. And it just leads to ask the question, you know, we hear about all of these, you know, high profile Republicans whenever they get uh, the coronavirus. They made a big deal about, you know, Jim Jordan had it and I said 
Mike Lee has it now. Another member of the Senate Judicial Committee has it. And just quite the list. But we never hear about, well, where are all the... Obviously, you would think if this this is going around Washington, D.C., where are all the Democrats who are probably getting it? What's the only thing I can really figure on that one is uh, Senator Tom Tillis has. Okay. I was thinking it was so I knew someone with a funny name because, you know, Tom with the H in it. Um, But you, you never see anything about, you know, high-profile Democrats. I'm just thinking that the Republicans are in the name of transparency. Are say, hey, yo, uh, big-name Republican here. I've got the Rona. I'm going to quarantine real quick, and I'll be back at work. I'm thinking any of the Democrats who are catching I'm thinking they're downplaying it. Because really, the only big-name Democrat I've heard recently was Governor Blackface out of Virginia and Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Man, they're all just coming down with it. And I was was looking at an article I was going to share, but it's a lot of studies from overseas. And who has time to read overseas studies? But it's just absolutely nuts how people are freaking out over it. And I, despite my differences with Donald Trump, I don't want him to suffer any major consequences from the stupid virus. Right now, my wife is doing a quarantine from work because one of her co-workers that she's, you know, literally right beside all day, every day, she was diagnosed with it. So my wife got Told, yeah, take a couple weeks off. Don't worry. You'll still get paid because, you know, teachers and stuff. So I've been sitting at home going, you know, if I get sick, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming a million other people. Because, you know, yeah, my wife can point out, okay, I probably got from her. But there was because they work together so so much, they really don't know when the transmission would have occurred. So really, do we have it? We're just pre-symptomatic right now. Which, you know, I'm still working my regular job that supports this. And the good thing is I'm by myself most of the day. So if I do have to go inside, use, you know, go inside, use the restroom, go to the snack machine, whatever, you know, I can throw a mask on and, you know, I'm not stuck wearing the stupid thing all day. Which, there's a lot of really physical elements of at this uh, place of employment. So, wearing a mask and trying to do all that work would be awful. Especially as, you know, as those masks, they start to collect condensation and, you know, you're trying to breathe. You end up waterboarding yourself. It's, ugh. <laughs> Lady Di calls face diapers. That's exactly what they are. Old nose huggies. But 
uh, it just at a complete and total loss with the way society has taken itself completely down the crapper. You know, and I was going through some of these uh, stories, trying to find something to talk about that's not Donald Trump having coronavirus. You know, a ex-Hillary Clinton spokeswoman expresses a death wish for the president. Uh, President Trump's confirmation that he and First Lady Melania Trump have been diagnosed positive for COVID-19 has unleashed a new round of Trump derangement syndrome symptoms. Former Barack Obama staffer and Hillary Clinton national spokeswoman Zara Rahim wrote on Twitter, I hope he dies. <laughs> Kim L says, some of his face diapers are full of doo-doo. Yes, yes, they are. Uh, English television personality Piers Morgan called Raheem's tweet shocking and shameful. Uh, This now-deleted tweet was the reaction to President Trump testing positive for COVID-19 from at Zara Raheem, former Obama White House staffer, and Hillary Clinton's former 2016 national spokeswoman. It's been against my moral identity to tweet this for the past four years, but I hope he dies. And there's got little sparklies all around the word dies. Yeah, like, come on. Is is this where we've gotten in society that we we can't you know, see a political opponent who suffers an illness without wishing you know, the worst. And when it came out earlier this year that um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had her cancer come back, you didn't see people on the right going, this is it. This is it. We're going to get, we're going to get a new judge. No. People on the right, you know, were, oh, yeah, it's like we really wish she would retire because obviously her health is becoming an issue. But we wish the best of her. You know, when John Lewis passed away, people on the right didn't gloat. People on the right were like, well, we we like what he did in the 60s with, you know, alongside Martin Luther King Jr., we don't like the policies he's been pushing for the last 20 years. And it, it's a shame. Uh, Kim says, it's shameful these uh, these humanoids are acting like this. No compassion. Yeah, um, especially if they're the uh, communists, because like the uh, former Libertarian Party hopeful from 2016. Austin Peterson said, Communists aren't people. Communists are property of the state, therefore they are not people. So that means when you, you know, go Pinochet and give them free helicopter rides, yeah, you're not really losing any human life when they splat on the ground. <laughs> uh, LSU Tiger fan says, The mask is nothing more than a religious talisman. Yes, that is true. And 
especially when you see the way people oh, I have to have my mask on. I gotta put my mask on. Oh my God. Or you see the, uh, see the COVID Karens, you know, tracking people through Walmart or the local grocery store. <gasps> you need to put your mask on. Like, no, I don't. There's a great view of this lady and her mom harassing this dude. Who's trying, looks like he's trying to buy stuff, to do a truck repair. And he's just like, he's like y'all are making yourselves look like idiots. They're harassing me because I don't want to wear a mask. Like, you're harassing us. Ah! It's like, it's like, oh my gosh. And <laughs> the mask ma- mask has become a new way to have flair on your face. But are you wearing your 17 pieces of flair, Sean? That is the question. Are you wearing your 17 pieces of flair? If you're not getting that joke, you have led an incredibly sheltered life, and may God have mercy on your soul. But it's just been insane. But there was a was it Senator Elizabeth Warren was coming out. <gasps> oh, we have with Ron Johnson and Mike Lee having the COVID. Yeah, that's two members of the of the Senate of the Senate Judicial Committee with it. We we need to we need to postpone Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation hearings. All right. How about this? Just skip the hearings altogether because there is no constitutional requirement to have a hearing. We there is no requirement that a committee has to get together and conduct interviews and go, hey, are you good enough to hold this job? Just all right. We will put Mike Lee over here, six feet from everybody, put him in a bubble. We'll put Ron Johnson over here, put him in a bubble. Tom Tillis, put him in a bubble, and we'll vote on it. Call it a day. <gasps> Uh, it's unconstitutional. No, it's perfectly constitutional. Just like, yes, there are people already voting for president. And Donald Trump has ful- is fulfilling his constitutional obligation to nominate a judge for that seat. And then the Senate has a constitutional obligation to advise and consent. And that is, and I get it, in uh, 2016, there was a whole giant kerfuffle over the fact that the Senate was not holding hearings, was not voting on uh, Garrett, or on uh, Garland. I understand that. It's no bueno. I don't like the way they did it. But when they came in and they said, you know, it's our role to advise consent and we do not consent. We're not 
period. End of story. We're not even going to have a, uh, not even going to hold a hearing because we don't accept this judge. However, with them couching it, well, it's an election year. We need to, you know, it's an election year. We need to let the people decide, blah, 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 blah. They painted themselves into a corner of incredibly, incredibly bad decision making because now they're stuck going. Now they're stuck with the that argument being thrown back in their face. <gasps> it's an election year. The people are already voting. Let the next president decide. Well, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said, <clears throat> pardon me, the president doesn't stop being the president just because it's his last year in office. When asked directly, should the Senate hold hearings on Merrick Garland, she said yes. Now, if they'd done the hearings and then they went to a vote, all right, who all approves? Oh, you don't have 60 for cloture, so we cannot actually, you know, seat Merrick Garland. Boom, it's done. It's over with. Unfortunately, we were left with an absolute circus and you know, Mitch McConnell, he was the the ringmaster in the middle with the top hat and the shiny coat. And now he's the ringmaster again. It's not so much of a circus, it's more of a crap show. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, people. They just don't know what to do right now because everyone's losing their cotton-picking minds. And yes, I know I said cotton-picking. If you don't like that and you think it's racist, I don't care. So it's just one of those things. It's Life needs to go on. Unfortunately, there's too many people on the left and the right who do not want that to happen. I will be back after this. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar. How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters, six flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and three flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Dairy.
All right. So um, if you weren't, if it didn't play through on the live show, I am happy to announce I have a new sponsor. I am partnered with Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, they're a great American company. Everything made in the U.S. using real ingredients, honey, dark chocolate, great products i'm actually waiting on a waiting on a uh, 18 pack that's got all the different flavors of built bars in it so i can figure out which one is uh my favorite i'm really hoping for the mint chocolate it's my favorite flavor of ice cream hopefully it'll be my favorite flavor of built bar um also i w- really want to try some of the, the drink mixes they offer so it looks like be something nice to have at work especially on those hot days where i don't want sodas and all that uh, you can go to re- you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code relentless and save percent uh, save 10% and tell them that you really like this show. Uh again, thank you so much. Um I'm really glad that they wanted to go out of their way to support me. I may have had an inside track with the wife of a guy who works at the Blaze. Her name is Lisa, she's totally awesome. Eh, that may have helped, I don't know. But, <laughs> yes, Lisa Page, Stu's wife over from The Blaze. She's a really good Facebook friend and an amazing follow on uh, on the Instagrams. Go over there, especially when she's putting up uh, pictures of Griffin. Love that lizard. So, anyway, I don't have a clue I'm going to talk about for the next half hour, so <laughs> I'm just kind of wing it like I usually do. And my phone disappeared. So now I can't even BS my way through that. Son of a gun. All right. Um, guess we'll have to get the get some help from the audience here. Yeah, my phone has completely wandered away. Isn't that crazy? You go to a commercial break and then all of a sudden the one thing that you put you do all your show prep on is gone. So, all right, let's throw it out to the listeners. I see you out there. I know there's a few of you in the... (laughs) It grew legs and walked away. Apparently so. I just... I clicked a couple buttons and... Now it's just gone. It's not my pocket. I'm not sitting on it. It's not anywhere around my computer. It's just gone. (sighs) You ever have a show be doing something everything just goes downhill rapidly <laughs> i own a magic phone i do not i mean i don't you're right i i tap a screen on my ipad and I, there is a there is a clicky thing on my computer ah it grew legs and came back i found it yay yeah, and everything's going on. Uh, I already talked about Tom Arnold and his. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I already talked about Tom Arnold and his doxing of Hope Hicks because what sense does that make? Oh, and then he tried to. Uh... <laughs> Am I doing a happy dance? Uh, no, I'm not doing a happy dance because I don't have a whole lot of length of uh headphone. I don't I don't have wireless headphones 
for this. So I kind of have to stay seated or else I end up pulling the soundboard off the desk. And then everything just goes to hell even worse than it already has. But it's getting so crazy that so Donald Trump, who has done more to be friends with Israel and all of this, um, a Jewish Democrat group ran an ad comparing Trump's America to Nazi Germany. This is a story from Breitbart, so take that with a grain of salt, if you will. Uh, An ad by Jewish Democrat Council of America comparing President Trump's America to 1930s Nazi Germany has sparked outrage and support from anti-Semitism watchdog czars. Uh, The split-screen 30-second ad released Tuesday features side-by-side footage and images of Nazi Germany rallies in the 1930s and Trump rallies, including neo-Nazis in Charlottesville, Virginia. Which, that's a low blow. Could, uh, let's see. As well as images from the 2018 Pittsburgh synagogue attack in which 11 Jews were killed, defaced present-day synagogue featured alongside photos of graffiti Jewish shops in the 30s. Which, um, I don't know if they know this, but the guy who shot up the synagogue was a leftist. <laughs> BLM answer for more like the 1930s Nazis. And don't forget the black shirts in uh in Italy. They are also along that those lines. Uh entitled Hate Doesn't Stop Itself, It Must Be Stopped, the ad blames Trump for the rise of far right anti-Semitism. Which most a lot of the anti Semitism that comes from crazed groups like this come from notorious left wing groups, they come from collectivists. If you are on the far, far extreme far right, you're an individualist of the utmost order. Uh, You'd fall under the lines of someone like Michael Malice, who is an anarchist and doesn't believe there should be government of any form, regardless. (laughs) Uh, They should have brown pants instead of shirts. This guy was smart. He's got the brown pants on. (laughs) I didn't say anything about tea parties. I was saying the extreme, extreme, far, far right wing is, you know, that gets into your anarchism and not, not what you're seeing in Portland, not what you're seeing in Seattle. I'm talking true anarchism where all government is bad. And so, oh, Tea Party not. Okay, I didn't... Okay, so I'm out of bourbon for this week's uh, episode of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. So I had to move to something a little higher test, something that came out of a homemade still. <laughs> Stock up. I only have a I only have a pint of what came out of the still. 
currently in my office. There is a, also a gallon of what came out of the still that it's uh it's put up in the other it's put up in the other room. <laughs> Lady dies like pint WTF. <laughs> borderline uh LSU Tiger fan is borderline anarchist. I also believe in leaving everyone else alone. I'm kind of how Leon uh Leonidas Johnson describes himself as a minarchist where yes he fully agrees with the declaration of independence i know it's libertarian ninja i'm just not mispronouncing your uh handle on here now populist nationalist Populism has a place. Nationalism has a place. But it's just one of those, uh, this is one of those things that's, it's too much of the, uh, too much of either is where you start going wrong. You have the extreme nationalism and that leads, and extreme populism, and then that's where it leads to really bad things. Um, in Nazi Germany, they really use the populism to and extreme nationalism to really buy into the people. <laughs> Just while you off and leave you alone, I'll send you back to your stinky island across the pond. Next time in Missouri. Some of that homemade stuff. At some point, I'm supposed to be getting my own, getting my own still so I can make my own homemade stuff. I don't have to keep going to someone else. But, you know, we we all have dreams, don't we? So, um, trying to figure out where the stupid train wealth rails at. Oh yeah, I'm following myself, uh find myself being like um Leonidas Johnson, which you want a good listen for a podcast. Uh listen look up his um informed dissent podcast. It's really good. If you don't know who Leonidas Johnson is, um there was a story several months ago when cancel culture was going crazy because <gasps> Oh my goodness, you're a white person doing the voice of an African-American person on a cartoon? That's awful. How dare you? Well, Leonidas, he tweeted that that he would like to apologize because he's not French, nor is he a candelabra, nor is his hair really white and powdered. So he is sorry for playing the role of Lumiere, the Candelabra, in an off-Broadway production of Beauty and the Beast. And he was being snarky about it. And then that, that really got him a lot of attention. And then he started this uh, Informed Dissent podcast. And 
it's such a great listen. Um, he, uh, He's one of those. He's one of those guys that you know, coming as speaking as an African American on things like critical race theory, Black Lives Matters, he has a lot more, a uh, lot more credibility than you know, a pasty white guy like me speaking out against it would, and you know, he's just a funny guy to listen to. He tells good stories. Um. His last episode, I can't think of his name, um, but he had the guy who plays Lucifer on, uh, plays Lucifer on uh, Supernatural. Had him on. This is a great interview. Can you follow me on the Instagrams? Yes. Check the uh, check the show notes on this episode. Once it posts to the podcast, you'll find it there. Um, but um, this is a great listener. He likes to uh, describe himself as a minarchist. Yes, he agrees with the uh, the Declaration of Independence that governments are instituted among men to protect the God given rights that we have. And the problem with government is once it gets so big, it becomes self-sustaining. And bureaucracies want to look out for one thing and one thing alone, keeping the bureaucracy alive. That's part of the reason why the uh, deep state had such an issue when Trump got elected, because I'm going to I'm going to drain the swamp. Uh Oh, we have to we have to protect the bureaucracy. Bunch of people who were hired and a and selected to work in government, not elected. Therefore, they're not actually owned. They they're not actually accountable to, you know, constituents. And then as yeah, I'm not sure if that dude was just trolling for stuff either. But yeah, it is what it is. So that's the reason why I haven't said his name is I don't want people going and trying to find said troll. Just trying to, you know, trying to downplay it. But yeah, it's a, believing that you know, we should, government should have a definite place in our lives, you know. You know, having police to, pro, you know, protect property, to protect our rights as individuals is a good thing. This whole defund the police movement where you're seeing major cities where crime is spiking and cops cops are retiring at a rate much higher than you know years past. As it I think is it Minneapolis has seen a fifty percent increase in cops retiring. You know, they hit they hit that twenty, they're gonna get that pension. Screw it, I'm done. I'm out. You know, you have cops transferring to other uh have cops transferring to other departments because yeah, I'm just not getting any support here. It's like, yeah, I might take a cut in pay, but you know, I know I'm not gonna lose my job because the city council hates me. 
And yeah, and that's a sad thing when you think about it. That you know, when a city council, you know, gets to the point where, yeah, we we don't like you anymore. Uh, the city of Seattle voted to, you know, defund their police or at least cut the cut their budget by fifty percent. We're not defunding. We're just sending the same amount of money to other things. Oh, well, if you're lowering the funds that they're getting, wouldn't that inherently be defunding the police? I'm so confused. Well, then it went to the mayor who, in an act of rationality, vetoed this measure to cut funding to the police. Of course, the city council immediately went back and voted again and overrode the veto by the mayor, but at least the mayor tried. I mean, the city council all but forced the the police chief in Seattle, a woman of color, to resign because of the absolute lack of support that she was getting. And with all the threats of violence, I mean, really from the far left, I'm not going to say liberals, I'm not going to say Democrats, I'm not going to say progressives, I'm going to say the far, far left. You know, people have noticed, like, why can't I get ammo? Why can't I get guns? It's all getting bought up because people are scared that we're going to be in a civil war. And frankly, I am somewhat disconcerted over that possibility as well. What happens if after the election, all everything just hits the fan? And next thing you know, you know, it's no longer, it's no longer, uh, you know, a standoff, it's an actual, you know, you know, gun battles in the street over stuff. See, the ninja says, I'm all for police, but can we get rid of the city-state revenue-generating schemes? Hashtag asking for a friend. Yeah, I agree, especially the uh, the whole um, civil asset forfeiture. I have never seen a greater violation of the Fourth Amendment than... Oh, you have all of this cash. We don't care if you can account for every nickel. We believe you're doing something illegal, so we're going to take it. But I haven't done anything. Yeah, well, we know we searched your car and never found so much as a baggie that may have once years ago held something illicit. But we're going to take your money anyways. I mean, come on. And then you, you have, you know, attorneys general like, um, oh, this has been a horrible night for names for me. The guy before Bill Barr, <laughs> formerly, of, formerly senator from the great state of Alabama. You know, 
shows how much of an impact he's made. Um, you know, he, he never once spoke out against, uh, against civil Jeff Sessions. Thank you. I really need a producer who can sit in here and go, Hey, dummy, this is the name you're thinking of. But, um, never once spoke out against, uh, you know, civil asset forfeiture. <laughs> Lady Di. Me, I'm I'm halfway across the country from you, but from you, but I can tell you who you're trying to think of. You never once spoke out again. In fact, he wanted police departments to do more civil asset forfeiture. It's like, really? You you have elderly people who literally lose their entire life savings because you know. They were kids in 1929 when all the banks collapsed. So I ain't going to put my money in a damn bank. I'm going to do everything with cash. The only reason they have a bank account is so they have a place to go cash their payroll check every month or every week. And so they save up, literally save up their money in the mattress, in a shoebox, whatever. And so, and then... Hey, I'm going to, you know, take this money and give it to my kid because they're starting a business. And they get pulled over and they cops see the money and they take it. Or they're an immigrant who they've been saving the entire time they've been here. And they're trying to fly back home with that cash. Because that cash will go further in their country than putting it in a bank account and doing a wire transfer because, hey, the country they, they're from is incredibly corrupt and the government will just take that money out of the bank. I <laughs> should be putting it in a fireproof safe, not the mattress. Well, if someone breaks into your house in the middle of the night, it's a lot easier to run off that little fireproof safe than it is the mattress that you're laying on. I'm just saying. No one would think of trying to steal a mattress because it's full of cash. Food for thought. Uh, <laughs> Lady Dice is not my safe. She probably also has, you know, one that's fairly big, bolted to the floor, and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh. Libertarian Ninja, need the Jeffy size safe. If you're not a listener of The Blaze, and specifically of the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed show, um, Jeffy is overweight. And so it's a running joke. (laughs) Well, that's just rude. I'm like, I can't repeat that joke. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so seeing that one popped up kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious. Thank you. I needed that. And it's all the, uh, with all the stupid that's been going on, that, that was, that, that was well worth the laugh. All right. I think that's going to do it. Do it for me tonight. Again, thank you so much for listening again. Uh, builtbar.com. Promo code RELENTLESS. Save 10%. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, 
Remember the four things I ask every week. Number one, subscribe. That way you get notified every week when a new episode posts. Number two, leave a five-star rating. Number three, leave a nice review. Say something nice about the show. It's not much. Just that way when it pops up as a, you may like this show. People can read through the reviews and go, oh, generally speaking, everyone likes this show. Except that one guy. There's always that one guy. And number four, share it with a friend. Send it to someone. You go, hey, you have an off-kilter way of thinking about politics. Check this show out. Or, hey, you're a stark raving liberal. I got something for you. <laughs> it's great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I see how you are. <laughs> how much is it worth to you? Ah, thanks. Thank you, Lady Di. But um, again, also go to uh, RelentlessDaring.com. Uh, you can go to the top of the page and you'll see that donate button. You can go up there and you can set up either a one-time donation or a monthly donation. Either way. Or you can go to the merch shop. Check it out. Got hats, t-shirts, coffee mugs. You name it. Well, don't name it. Might not be there. You also be sure to get your COVID-19 masks from the merch shop. You either get the uh, the Virtue Signal mask or the 99% ineffective mask. Either way, check it out. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.